0: or you can click the link in the episode details below. Registration closes on June 1st. It is only open through May because we need the month of June to prepare everybody for July. I'm looking forward to this deep dive with you all. I'll see you there. On today's episode, I welcome back Gina Brown, a former student of my six-week course, and we talk about how touching our bodies with intentionality can build our capacity for discomfort and also help us relate to our subconscious.
1: Like my shoulders are giving me information that all is not well in this moment. So take a minute to address it. And it's like, without that information, I would override my body and I would be pushing that discomfort further down, right? So I should be really grateful that the discomfort is so at the surface because the thing is, otherwise it gets pushed down and that creates that creates a deeper imbalance.
0: Welcome to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast, where we discuss every aspect of life through the lens of somatic psychology, nutrition, and self-inquiry. My name is Luis Mojica, and I'm a somatic educator who teaches people how to find safety inside themselves so they can better navigate this strange and sensational human experience. Your time to learn begins now. Welcome Gina Brown back to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Louise.
0: Thanks, love. So you were on I'm just looking I think it was 87 episode 87. Yes, was the sovereign body. Oh um,
1: yeah, yes. Right? That was fun. the body,
0: as separate to heal trauma. And you, you know, I, I I loved having you on there because we had a bunch of people on there from your cohort, but you were the one in your cohort of the course, like over a year or two ago at this point, uh, where you really were into the sovereign body piece of being the witnesser and having relationship to body as being. Yes. And this, 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 new, I guess what we're really talking about today is kind of like the fruits of that uh contemplation and practice of this relating to body through body ritual through hygiene. So I'm gonna just kind of let you start, and then I'm gonna riff because I have a lot of questions.
1: Yeah, um, I think your work really helped me to go deeper into creating body care products that really brought a sense of presence and ritual to the everyday, you know, things that we do, like we brush our teeth, then we take showers. And I thought, what a beautiful way to actually get in touch with the body, because we we have that that once a day meeting with the body. And so I just started to develop ritual around oiling myself. And of course, this is not new. This is an Ayurvedic practice. It's called Abhyanga. It's been done for thousands of years. Um, But I wanted to sort of like step back into that practice. And um, what has been powerful to me and starting to, to be more intentional around bringing ritual to my body care is that it serves me outside of the container of the ritual. So you start to g- gain intimacy with the body within just five minutes of doing the practice of oiling yourself. And then that five minutes actually extends throughout your day. Cause you're like, Oh, I noticed that I had tightness in my shoulders. And I noticed it happens when I talk to so-and-so, or it happens when I, you know, pick up my kid and I don't, you know, you know, I don't, you know, lower myself with care, like you start to actually gain a lot more intimacy with your body, and I was like, okay, there's something here, so I wanted to to go deeper
0: i lo- I love so I love when you said meeting with the body, so I wanted everyone just to for a moment think about their daily hygiene, whether it's brushing your teeth, whether it's going to the bathroom, whether it's combing your hair, whatever, taking a shower, clipping your toenails, oiling your body, whatever it is. And I love this meeting with the body. I want us to see these these tasks that they can seem like to be these opportunities of connecting with this body of ours. That's a beautiful way to put it.
1: Yeah, and I think um, with your course, I really learned about partnership. And of course, you know, I also work a lot with plants, and so you know, there's this whole um, approach of being in right relationship with the plants. And I wanted to extend that to my body. I want mm. to be in right relationship with the body. So what does that mean? So what I've learned is that, for instance, all the work that I've done, I still hold tightness in my shoulders, and I could be really upset, like, "Oh my god, I do all this breath work, I do this yoga, I do these these plant diets. Like, why am I still holding?" Even like, you know, even as of last week, I'm like, "Why am I still doing this?" And then I was like, "Holy!" Even just this morning, I got this aha moment and it was like it's a it's a really intimate feedback loop like my shoulders are giving me information that all is not well in this moment so take mm-hmm. a minute to address it and and it's like without that information i would override my body and i would not it was i would be pushing that discomfort further down right so i should be really gra- grateful that the discomfort is so at the surface because the thing is otherwise it gets pushed down and that creates that creates a deeper imbalance right and you could be creating cancer cells so what i'm saying here is you gain more intimacy with the body right that feedback loop is at the top and it's more cosmetic and you can deal with it and so i'm not trying to erase this tension now i'm partnering with it because mm. it's telling me really important information in the minute. So right now, when I feel the tightness, I just stop and I breathe and I say, hello, okay, mm. ok, I see you. I hear you. Thank you for letting me know that that all is not well in the moment and give me a minute to, you know, balance and ground myself because without that, I would not know,
0: Ooh, so much wisdom there. Try to write it all down. <laughs> um, i love I love that awareness of the discomfort at the surface. I just wanted us to feel into that because what Gina's saying is exactly what I've experienced. Um if I get a migraine, if I get a rash, if something happens that's really kind of either topical or obvious whether it's a sensation like a pain and tension or it's like physically coming out of my skin. I feel so grateful, mm-hmm. right, that my body is bringing something to the surface for me to respond to rather than something so deep in my cells that I can't even see.
1: Right. And I think that the, you know, the culture that we're in prioritizes cheering everything and having everything be positive and, you know, wiping the slate clean. And, and what I'm learning with the body, as I, you know, get to know her better and partner with her is that it's not really about you know being happy all the time of course mm. we want to create opportunity for more joy right and so it is really pleasurable when i'm oiling myself but it's also expanding capacity for discomfort so that i'm not completely taken down by it so as you as you give yourself the permission to be joyful with just touch you are automatically expanding your capacity to handle discomfort
0: Mm. So it's, Mm.
1: it's, it's one and the same, you're doing Mm -hmm. the same thing with one practice.
0: So again, so much I want to say there. Um, first piece that I love, you said it a bit ago, you said partnering with attention. So this thing that you're speaking about partnering with attention, this is that self-relating practice. And this goes right into what you just said, because uh, those of you listening, those of you not listening or <laughs> whoever's out <in> this <laughs> world. whoever's in this world I hope this reaches you somehow because I think it's so powerful to understand that healing doesn't mean oh. I'm never in pain again oh. Oh. it doesn't mean I'm never upset again it doesn't mean I never get get triggered again for me healing means I learn how to relate to all these states I don't see one as better or worse I just relate to them so if there's tension, Tension isn't a signal that you're off your path or you did something wrong. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it says, Oh, the tension came after I said yes to that person. That's interesting. Right. But tension is just tension, it's just the body saying, Come partner with me. I have something to tell you. But it doesn't speak about your worth or how good you are at your healing journey.
1: Right. And I think that as we gain more inti- intimacy with the body, we learn its language. And we're not overwhelmed by it, and mm-hmm. that's why just the daily practice of five minutes has such it's resi- such reverberations in your life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and that you can really you can really start to learn and understand what's happening in real time, which is really powerful. So you can just sort yeah. of stop and and sort of recalibrate um, in the moment.
0: Yeah, you know, so one uh, one of my teachers uh, is Resmaa Menekam, who wrote the book, you know, My Grandmother's Hands. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite statements from him is that he'll often say, we need more than a strategy, we need culture. And so when you talk about this experience of just for five minutes, oiling up the body, being with the body, having this intentionality of meeting the body, then how it reverberates through the day. I just want to, I want to reflect that again. So mm-hmm. people can understand it's not about the amount of time you're spending with your trauma or your story or your body it's to me it's actually the casualness of making it so kind of casual and habitual mm-hmm. that it just becomes part of your daily culture is that how you experience this 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 oiling ritual for you
1: Absolutely absolutely you don't have to call in or think about anything or it's just taking that moment because the thing is like, it's your body. It carries all your memories. Like it's not going anywhere. All the stuff's already here, right? There's no mind, body, spirit separation, right? Like the body encapsulates all of that. It's one thing, right? So you're spending that five minutes with the one whole being that Mm. is you. So you're going to get all of it. You don't have to call up any horrible memory of anything. The fact that you are present for your body in that moment, partnering with him or her, or them or whatever you call your, your you decide to call your <laughs> vessel um it's going to be excited that you're there and you're listening and that you're deepening that level of intimacy and it will that intimacy will continue to serve you throughout the day and See, into we- your sleep you can do you can do body work before you go to sleep and watch out watch <laughs> what happens Ah! watch out, just watch, watch
0: out, everybody watch out. no you're right. I love this because this is the this is why I love somatic work so much is for what you just said your being is the convergence of everything. it's what's known to you, it's what's unknown to you. it's the past, it's the other realms it's there's yeah. so many pieces that move through our bodies. So when we're with our entire body without, like you said, having to call something up or identify something, you're with the whole of all those parts as well. And it's extraordinarily holistic and effective and deep.
1: Yes, and powerful. And I liked how you actually um, introduced me to the concept of the body as the unconscious. You remember that?
0: I do. And I was
1: like, Louise, where did you get that? You're like, oh, no, I just kind of, you know, kind of came up with it. I was like, you're a genius. And that makes that make this practice that makes this practice even more holistic and powerful because you're doing work on levels that are way below your awareness, right?
0: So, mm. Ooh, I literally, as you're saying that, I just heard like you're oiling up your unconscious, like mm-hmm. you're literally touching your unconscious. I just have to sit with that one for a minute.
1: Yeah. That's
0: so I'm just nice. saying
1: your work reverberates like everywhere.
0: Well, so this is why I think I was extra excited to have you on because I love to have someone on who's taken the course, done the practices, and then from the practices, their own intuitive Mm. wisdom emerges, right? Because these bodies, they know so much more than we do. So when we're with them, we learn, like you said, I I don't know how I know the body's the subconscious, the body told me. And so it's like, (laughs) so (laughs) I I guess I want to hear more about, tell us your experience. Like, how did you get to this moment of creating these oils for this purpose? Like, tell us the beginning of your journey. Sure, so actually that's
1: a very interesting question. So we actually have to go back to the plants. So I was doing a lot of plant dieting and that just means that I spend time meditating and drinking with the plants and sensitizing my diet. So, you know, no sugar, limited media, no alcohol, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as I was working with, I I decided to, like, I was working with Ashwagandha first and I was bringing in some other allies and they were like, okay, we're enjoying working with you, but we want to work with other people and we want to work with other people topically. Like you, you can ingest us, but it's a different, it's a different experience, on top of the body. And we, that's where we want to go. And we want you to take us there. I was like, whoa. So actually they told me that they wanted to be in this product. Like I, I didn't set out to create a body oil. It was in sort of deep work with the plants that they wanted to be in the world in this way. And they wanted to touch people in this way. And they wanted to be a part of ritual in this way. And Mm. that's, I was just basically obedient to what what I was being told.
0: (laughs) I love that obedient part.
1: Yeah. And what's amazing is that if you look at all of the plants, I mean, there's, you know, there's also lipids in there. There They're kupuaku and prakashi from the rainforest, like amazing butters and oils. But ashwagandha is an adaptogen. It's called um, king of the herbs, strength of a thousand horses. It energizes and calms the body based on what the body needs. Powerful burdock root. Um, supports the liver, it's a blood tonic, helps with um, you know, acne, skin uh, irritations, calendula, great wound healer, soothes the skin, Damiana, oh my God. She's my, I was going to curse. She's my favorite. She's all about vitality and pleasure and sex. Um, I was like, okay, okay, I can put all <laughs> of that. I hear you. Yeah. I was like, that's going in. And then the thing is like, so of course these plants work physically but the way I work with them it's a very energetic relationship mm. so I'm um, you're bringing all of that into your vessel when you're putting on the oil like it's not yes it's a connection between you and your body but you're bringing in a whole nother dimension with the plants and they're going they are working on your behalf
0: mm. just feeling I just love that so much you know you brought me back to
1: mm.
0: where was it 2000 and Fifteen, Yeah, 2014, um, I had been working as a nutritionist for quite some time. And I was getting so burnt out telling people mm-hmm. what not to eat, that yeah. I thought, I'm going to make something that everyone wants to eat. I'm going to make chocolate. So mm, yes. my, my friend had this small chocolate factory. And I went in and I said, can, and it was all organic. And I said, can I, can I just learn how to you teach me how to make chocolate? And she oh told me. God. And she told me how to make chocolate. And then Burdock was like... I want to get into other people's bodies. Like, sneak me in. I need a Trojan horse. (laughs) I was like, okay. So I took burdock root and I blended it with crystallized ginger and I made this like, you know, Mm. um, I don't know, like gummy, if you will. And I put that into these chocolate bars and it was like a... Burdock Ginger Bar and I called it the Pinecone Apothecary and it was this whole l- line that I once had that that time ago, but it was that same thing of the Burdock just wanted to be in more bodies and more bodies needed Burdock and how could yeah. I do that? Oh, chocolate, ginger things that we knew that were familiar to us and then laced in there is some beautiful raw earth. Uh, it was incredible so I'm, I'm feeling that as you talk about this.
1: No, and I like where you're going because that's that's my approach. It's not about, you know, telling people what not to do. It's not about, you know, punishing people. It's about adding in what's good. And then yes. by virtue of adding that in, what's not so good on its own will just start to slough off. And that's what I like with with nourishing infusions. You tell people, OK, get some nettle, some oat straw, some red clover, you know, get some of that stuff in there. And then by virtue of drinking that and nourishing their body every day your taste buds start to, sh- the plants work, the, the taste buds start to shift. Right. And you start to make different decisions about what you're ingesting. And I think that like, you know, I think we need to lean into that because this whole masculine sheer willpower approach like that for me mm. personally, that has always backfire. Like whenever I'm like, okay, I'm going to go hard and I'm going to fast for 30 days. And, th- and then after that's over,
0: you got it. You broke so many boundaries by doing that that when it's over, all those broken parts have to come up and say, "Okay, my turn now." And then we call that self sabotage. I, I, I totally, I, you know, it's it's cool because I remember when I was selling these chocolate bars, I would go to a lot of like spiritual fairs at first, and then I went to health food stores. People would write in, or they would call, and they would say, "I didn't know what burdock was, and now I'm drinking burdock." You know, because just seeing the name, it got the the plant intelligence was in their body. And it yeah. just created this new lifestyle of, oh, what other plants are there for me? Mm-hmm. Without having to tell anybody to drink Burdock, they just enjoyed chocolate. <laughs> so it's like joy right. and pleasure are the best vessels of learning and changing, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. And it's so funny that you're talking about chocolate because I've just started to work with cacao. Ooh. And holy moly. What are you learning?
0: Like, What's she teaching you?
1: Um, it's if you share. Of course. So I've been struggling with my ADD, just getting that focus and you know sometimes i'll just like just drink the coffee and get crazy right so like <laughs> i forget how crazy it makes me cuz i'll get like maybe an hour of like focused attention and i mm-hmm. go a little berserk oh yeah but with the um the cacao she has um theobromine right which is sort of similar to caffeine but it's a very slow acting long lasting stimulation and it's, it doesn't have the jitters and it brings in, I'll, I'll start dancing in the middle of the day. Like mm-hmm. I feel a lot more pleasure. Um, my focus attention is not, doesn't have any jitteriness on the other side of it. And it's just, it's just really beautiful. And so I'm like, oh, this is good. So I'm, I'm actually going to be, um, I'm working on formulating herbal chocolates. So it's Ooh. so funny. So I'm working on stuff as we speak and I'm nice. so excited.
0: Well, so this other piece we were talking about before I pressed record was about intentionality. Yes. And, and I wanted to bring that in for a moment because you all said something, I don't know, 10 minutes ago or so about, we don't have to call anything in. We we're talking about the oiling of the body. You don't have to call in your trauma. We you don't have to call in affirmations even. You can, but you can just be with the body. Right. And I love that ability of of realizing we're always being called in. You know, mm-hmm. like life is calling us in, the body is calling us in. We don't have to be the caller. We can just follow and listen. Right. Uh, so when intentionality comes in, what, what I love about that is what I hear when you say that the way it filters into my body mm-hmm. is life is a ritual. Like every moment, washing the dishes, getting my heart broken, getting in a car accident, making money, everything's a ritual how intentional, how conscious am I of relating to the ritual before me? Is that how you're seeing it? If not, tell me what you mean when you talk about intentionality.
1: When I talk about intentionality, what I mean is, are you approaching this moment with unmixed attention? That's prayer, right? You don't even have to be religious, or that's mm-hmm. that's really unmixed attention. Like sometimes when I'm making my my um, products. I'll, I'll sing a mantra or sometimes I'm silent or sometimes I'm dancing. All of those are unmixed attention. I I, I never, that. I'm never not fully present because that, that energy is going into what I'm putting out in the world. And that's not the mandate I got from the plant. Mm, right. So then mm-hmm. if you want to continue to have them work on your behalf, you've got to be present in, in a way that invites in that energy, which is which requires unmixed attention,
0: I love that you call it unmixed attention because it's such a great way of just clarifying the focus of being present in that moment. And um, I've really been sitting in the awareness, the idea, the question of how presence, like full presence in a lot of moments, is it can be so overwhelming that it's no wonder, you know, sensationally overwhelming, even like overwhelmed oh, by yeah. the gratitude of the moment. Yeah. That it's no wonder the mind is constantly throwing us to past and, and future, because it kind of dilutes that bigness of that moment. So do you find them, like I heard you saying, dancing, singing, do you find that that movement helps you be with that moment easier, or does it depend?
1: It just depends. It's just like what you're saying. I, I let the the moment tell me what what I need to be doing. So a lot of when I first started this I thought that there was a way to make products. I thought that there was a way to pray, there was a way to meditate. And now I'm like, oh no, the moment tells me what's what's necessary in the moment. Mm. So mm. like maybe I kind of want to listen to music, but then I start, you know, I start infusing my herbs. And I'm like, oh, I need to sing mantra right now. You know, so it just depends. And I I just, if you're obedient to the moment and if you're still enough, if you invite ritual enough into your your life, the moment will tell you what you need to do. Like you will never not know.
0: I love that. I love that. I live by that. I agree with that. I experience that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I find it happens. You know, I always find it happens bodily. I'm trying to think. Maybe sometimes it's like a whisper I can hear, but it's so bodily for me where I just notice my body moving and I realize, oh, there's a responding to the moment already.
1: Right. But it takes a while because you don't, that's not what our society teaches us. You have to have a plan, you have to have a task list, you have to knock everything, you have to like, you know, cross. And I, I don't work that way. And I don't think most of us work that way. I but agree. Tr- trusting yourself to show up in the moment in each moment as they happen is that takes a lot of faith and a lot of trust. Right. But like I said, if you're spending, you know, just five minutes a day talking to your body, the whole of it, including the unconscious, you are going to be a powerful being because you're going to be able to develop trust and partner with that unconsciousness and show up more fully into your, your life as a fully empowered being.
0: I, I'm wondering the product itself. For those listening, I'm assuming everything is responsibly sourced. Do you want to tell mm-hmm. us anything about that part of the business? Tell us how. Sure. Works.
1: Yes. So, um, yes, everything is responsibly sourced, ethically harvested. Um, I take a lot of care in who I purchase my raw materials from. So, um, the the the. The Kupuaku and the Prakashi are from the rainforest. And I buy from a Brazilian woman who goes there to pick up the items from the folks who live in the forest. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And she's amazing. I love her, Chris. So, yeah, I'm very intentional about sourcing the ingredients because, you know, you you have to be when you're having when you want to be in right relationship with the plants and, you know, with the bodies that they're going to be interacting with.
0: So one thing that's, that's, this is the first, is this true? Let me think a minute. This might be my first episode where I ever had a product. (laughs) Are you getting me into product placement? No, not at all.
1: You know what? This is about ritual and body. I agree. I agree. So just to be clear, it's great. I, I would love for everyone to try 2T My Body Oil, but you absolutely don't even need a body oil. You can just have a practice of interacting with your body with your hands and your breath. Trust me. It's
0: true. It's really true. So you
1: don't need anything. You don't need anything.
0: And I want to promote your body oil because I've been using it for months and months, maybe a year now. I don't remember when you sent me the first one. But this new one, the one, well, not new to you, new to me, because I've been Mm -hmm. using the old one for a while. This new one is amazing. It's like so decadent. It smells incredible. I love that it has burdock in it. My skin really does well with burdock. Yes.
1: My favorite thing, well, I, I love it, but one of my my favorite things is the Haitian vetiver that's in it. It's very grounding. And I was very intentional about the smell. It took me a long time to figure it out because of course I didn't want to, you know, it doesn't smell like rainbows and unicorns. There's no fragrance oils. These are essential oils and essential oils are powerful Mm -hmm. and you have to use them sparingly and respectfully. So I wanted to be really, really thoughtful about, you know, the plants I was calling in to create a scent profile. And the Haitian vetiver and the cedarwood and the black spruce, we're like we want in. I was like, okay, that's what we doing then. Mm-hmm. So it was very intentional, and and they created this. Like I, you know, I just basically showed up and listened. But
0: so yeah tell walk us through cuz those of you listening um, we're at the end Gina will tell us there's going to be a discount code where you can go to the website and you can purchase this for a discount let's pretend someone listening says yes i resonate with Gina i resonate with this ritual i want to try this product um walk us through the ritual like i know there's sure. many but like what's the one you would lead
1: sure um i always Um, encourage people to, you know, riff off of whatever I give them or any other sort of practitioner. So, you know, take what resonates and then leave what doesn't.
0: I'm going to pause you. I want to also say just to speak to what you said a few minutes ago, those of you listening who aren't going to purchase this, you can also do what you're going to do right now. Absolutely. you're You're going to guide us to be with our bodies right now is what I'm hearing.
1: Yes. Ideally, your body would be a little damp because it receives the oil in the plants, if you're going to use an oil. And so you would just dispense the oil into your hands, right? And then you would take a minute, and this is when the intentionality starts to come in, right? And you would smell the oil, right? And then you would interact with the plants that way. And then what I suggest is that you start oiling um, a part of your body that feels good first, right? so it could be your arm your legs you just start there and as you do that notice your breath because the breath is an extension of the body right so then we're learning about how we're interacting with that part of the body based on what our breathing is doing so is it shallow you know is it staccato is it long so you'll find out, you know, where you are with that part of the body based on what the breath is telling you. And sometimes the breath will tell you, you need to stay there for a minute. You need to stay on that shoulder, right? You don't need to, you don't necessarily need to send the shoulder any love or any breath. Like if, if that's what the moment is telling you, sure. But don't go into it with any idea of the outcome of what or what you need to do. Trust that you'll know in the moment. And then when you're done with that part, go to another part that feels good. And then when you're done with the parts that feel good, maybe you have a little expanded capacity to go to those places that, maybe the parts of the body that you don't like so much that you have issues with. Maybe it's your stomach, you know, maybe it's your thigh, maybe it's the cellulite on your ass. Maybe you have a little bit more to touch those parts. So you dispense some more oil, you bring it up to your nose, you ingest the plants and then you go to those places that might be a little scary and, um, and if it becomes too overwhelming then you can go back to the places that feel good right and um, there's a word for this practice and Luis is going to tell us because I forgot what it is because I learned it from you when you undulate you go back and forth between Pendulation. places Pendulation. so basically this is a rip off off of um Luis's work so you go back and forth until you are able to touch as many parts of your body as is possible in that moment and maybe you don't touch all the parts and that's okay but you'll notice over time that you're gonna you're gonna be able to touch head to toe and it's gonna feel amazing
0: mm, i just want to feel that right now so good it's so good. Um, one thing I teach in the course is uh, capacity for joy and pleasure. You know, mm-hmm. it's a somatic meditation and it doesn't focus on self touch. After this, I'm thinking I, I want to play with that more. Mm-hmm. Um, it really allows anything that's pleasurable, self touch being one option. But mm-hmm. th- just to go to the beginning of what you were saying in this conversation, how these five minutes reverberate out and how these five minutes build capacity for uncomfortable experiences. When we are intentionally being with what parts of my body can receive pleasure mm-hmm. and what parts cannot, what we're really being with, again, is that unconscious. What yes. subconscious places are open and have capacity? What places are guarded and braced because they don't have capacity? So any of you doing this ritual that Gina's leading us through, if you feel a part of the body, you're noticing, ooh, that part jumped. Or like you said, I love the the awareness of breath. Oh, my breath just got staggered or shallow. That Those sensational responses to this body part being touched, it's telling you that something in there doesn't feel safe. And just being with that for a couple minutes, not even fixing it or changing it, but just the willingness to be with it it really does change your life. I mean, it's it's, it's phenomenal and it's free. You know, if someone's right. like, I don't want to, I can't afford the oil. Or I'm not going to buy one right now. You can go put pour olive oil on your hand from the kitchen. Smell the olive oil. Absolutely. Right. You can put salt on your fingers and taste the salt. I mean, there's so many mediums to work with here. The piece you're really bringing into it for us or for me at least is just noticing my physical self relationship to this body for a few minutes every day,
1: right? Absolutely. And the powerful piece for me is how, in fact, okay, so you know, a lot of the self, a lot of the the practices now for like you know, treating yourself is like I'm going to take a bath, and of course that can reverberate out. But what I really love about this practice is that the reverberations are real. And that they happen like that. So just five minutes of like touching that shoulder that tenses up. Like I notice when I get a call from a family member that, you know, I have an intense relationship with that I like tense up. And I'm like, okay. So without that, I would bring that tension into that conversation. Right. That's right. And be completely unconscious. That's right. So it really is powerful. It really works.
0: I agree. And I would say it is. it especially works because you're not doing it with identity. It's a subconscious somatic practice where you notice, ooh, the shoulder wants my hand there more. I'm going to do that. That's all. Yeah. And just noticing, you don't go into a story. You don't go into trying to figure out why it's doing that. You don't say, I need to fix this. And right. then just like you're saying, then it takes you five days later you have to make a phone call with someone and you notice my shoulder just curled up into my ear oh let me take a moment before I make this call and that these are those moments of having that relationship that somatic relationship with the body
1: yeah I don't know I don't know if there's anything like it and I love the fact that just like you said there's no need for story right
0: that's my favorite part too Where can we find your oil? Sure, absolutely.
1: I am at thesweetdark.com and the name of the oil is Tutti, which means everybody in Italian. And it kind of like is a riff off the fact, you know, all of these plants and oils and butters working in symphony to sort of create this amazing sensorial, sensational experience and somatic
0: experience. I mean just the I just want to pause with the sweet dark. It's so good.
1: Oh, you know what? Let's get into that. Yeah, okay. Please so give us
0: some of that.
1: It took me a while to figure out what to name what to name the the shop. And so I was, I was, I think I was actually working with Ashwagandha Oshawa- when I got the name. But um it's about it's about. What happens underground? So, you know, we're all drawn to the, the beautiful flowers, the fragrant, pretty colors, but none of that is possible without the deep, fertile, dark soil, the chaos that happens underground, the seed breaking open, like all hell fucking breaking loose in the soil, right? And the seed doesn't know it's going to be this beautiful. Like fragrant fly it's just it's just doing what it's doing it's doing what it's being called to do in the moment, right because it's trusting that somehow life is gonna show up and everything's gonna be okay. So I wanted to give homage to the stuff that happens in the dark because mm. that is that is the only way that we're able to get to the big bold, yellow you know flower and Mm. red rose right like you need Mm. that you need the chaos of the dirt of the dark
0: you are lighting me up because there's so many parallels in my life right now and everything you're talking about and i i think it was two years ago i made a record called songs from the land and the majority of these songs are exactly about Mm. blackness right and like darkness and deepness and richness and subconscious and nighttime. And, and uh, the, th- this, there is so much nurturance and fertility mm, and tenderness mm, and mm. transformation that happens in the dark. Right. So when I hear the sweet, tell us again. The sweet, sweet dark. When I hear the sweet dark, it's like I literally was just, so, okay, I went to Puerto Rico. And mm-hmm. I had this amazing dish somebody made us that was like they crumbled some kind of, I don't know, cookie thing and made it look like dirt and they mm. had little sprouts coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like sweet and salty and delicious. And when I think of the when I hear this, the moment you told me that a while ago, the sweet dark, I was transported back to that dessert, mm. and I was f- I was thinking of the rainforest there too, El Yunque, in the forest, mm-hmm. and the the blackness of that soil and the and the richness of it. And this is a this is an analogy for the subconscious. You know, th- these bodies and the rich dark parts of them we cannot see that we can only really feel for. Right. It's it's just it's like music to my body and. The good, good, good. <laughs> for a so long much. time,
1: I had been running from the darkness. Like it's, it's actually just a reminder to me that, I mean, that's, that, that is the basis of creation. Like you start with, you start with the abyss, you start with the darkness, the dark mother, and that the darkness is super fertile, it's super generative. Like it's the basis mm-hmm. of creation. It's chaos, and then something, something is birthed, right? It really is. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to start there, and I'm going to give homage to to that that part of the creation cycle, because so many of us are afraid of the dark, literally.
0: Well, I have to say, this this oil you've created, and just the ritual and intentions that you're you're gifting us and everyone listening, it, it's it's almost like. Um, if someone is going into a dark forest and needs a little bit of a light so they're not scared, Mm. it's like the smells in this, the feeling, the felt sense of the oil like rubbing across the surface from hand to other part of the Mm. body. It's like, it gives you a little capacity to be with that chaos that might be scary to be with. And I think that's really magical.
1: I love that. And I think very specifically what you're speaking to is the Damiana. I think that's what I I think that's really why she wanted to show up there. Mm. Like she's all about pleasure and joy and connection and she smells amazing. I'm thinking about just doing an oil with her as the only scent because she is I don't know if you've ever... Have you smelled Damiana? I
0: have. My Woo! wife's a Damiana queen, so... It's okay. So she knows. <laughs> she knows. She knows. <laughs> she knows. And then I know from having it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. That'd be, that'd be amazing. I'm almost... Yeah, I'm almost seeing, you know, each of these oils gives you this... Um, Like if you go into oils with individuals, they really give you these individual yes. body characteristics of the plant to help you with your own body. I mean, it's just gorgeous. Right.
1: Yeah. And I really want people to sink into the energetics of it. And you can't help but do it if you're doing a ritual. Like you don't have to think about mm-hmm. it. The, the, the plants are there. They're doing their work.
0: That's right. That's so. right. Well, okay. SweetDark.com. Everyone mm-hmm. check it out. Um, th- the discount code is something we'll put in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, check out the show notes. We'll have the info there for the discount code. And if people want to contact you directly to tell them how they're experiencing this ritual, like how can they do so?
1: Absolutely. You can contact me at contact at the sweet dark.
0: Beautiful. And um I'm going to we're going to go in a moment but then those of you who are listening I'm going to share with you one of my songs actually called call <gasps> call in because it's everything we're talking about here. Yes. And I wrote it after sitting in the dark mountain on the forest and just listening and watching all these animals and plants around me calling in they were doing their mm. own ritual. I was just part of it. And I didn't have to do a thing except for receive it. So thank you for everything you've given us today.
1: Thank you, Louise. Thank you for having me.
0: Calling from the mountains, black crow through its beam, it calls. Calling from the mountains A hearth inside a house It calls In the south Calling from the mountains A creek below sunset It flows
1: Calls in the
0: ah. Calling from the mountain Black Bear to come forth With your magic ah. As we call in the north. the end of today's episode. Notice where you feel the episode inside of your body. Those sensations, those expressions. That's how your body speaks to you. Sit with it. Be with it. And let whatever wants to come up, come up. Because all the wisdom you're looking for is right there in those sensations. If you want to go deeper into these practices, or find more information about my work, please visit holisticlifenavigation.com. I'll see you next time. Did you know your food cravings are actually a doorway to your subconscious? They are. We tend to see cravings as something bad or something we just give into mindlessly. But when you embody your cravings, you're able to notice they're just blossoming from a certain place that has a certain need and needs your attention. Join me on Wednesday, May 29th, as I unpack this in a new webinar called Cravings Destigmatized. In this webinar, I'll help you learn the difference between a nutritional craving and an emotional craving as well as how do we use cravings to get in touch with our unmet needs and any of our unconscious, unprocessed emotional experiences. It begins at 4 p.m. Eastern, and everyone who registers will get a replay. You can find the link in the episode details, and you can also go to www.holisticlifenavigation.com and click on events, and the information is right there. Hope to see you there.